good day. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, y'all. It's been a long day. It's been a long day, but we're here with you. Welcome to Not Your Typical Tea Extra Sugar. You don't need to start joining me on the woo, man. Because my my woo is feeling very (laughs) bad. Woo, 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 woo. If, if, if you guys could see Jordan right now, she is the epitome of comfort. <laughs> okay. She's got every possible situation of comfort sorted, including that blanket behind her head, that comfortable ass sofa. I'm here for it. Soft life and all that. Soft life 2022. Do you guys believe in soft life? Absolutely. What does that mean? It's, I don't know. What does it actually mean? Um, I think I put it definitely on my Instagram. It was like it's just living, it's just living life, it's just being. So you're not doing, you're just being, you're being yourself, you're being fabulous, you're being taken care of, you're you're being looked after, you're just being not all this doing, doing, doing all the damn time. I so you think you could function if there was no issues or problems for you to fix in your life for the foreseeable future could i just function being happy to, no no okay let me rephrase it tomorrow if your mm-hmm. job got paid for you didn't have to do any work whatsoever no problems were ahead of you you literally don't have to do anything if you don't want to would you be happy yeah i'd just be doing things that i like to do like what eat <laughs> Eat, eat. I'd be going, you know, out, doing fun, walking, you know, watching things on Netflix, enjoying myself, meeting new people. That's what I'd be, that's what I'd just be doing. I'd be being, I'd be being happy. I'd be being. Sorry, I just got definitely the definition of a soft life. A life of ease, peace, comfort, and intentional happiness. It does not require struggle, love, stress, and distress. It consists of mutual relationships, clarity, and self-care. Okay. What? There we go. It there didn't say anything about not having a job. <laughs> it didn't say anything about not having a job, but it said um, living a life of happiness. So I associated the two things together. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well. I appreciate that. Thank you, ladies. Um, cool. So this is the not your no, this is not your tickle tea extra sugar episodes, the mini-sodes. Um, sometimes we talk about dilemma, sometimes we talk about true crime stuff, uh, sometimes we just talk about scriptural things. Uh, I know I've only ever done one of those three things I mentioned, but we're gonna get to it. The first thing I wanted to say was we had a well of a time talking about the um uh a few weeks ago talking about the um what's his name simon leviev leviev simon Simon leviev the tinder swindler uh the true king who apparently is now hanging around with some african dudes which yeah some of the ladies are a little bit distressed about are you joking i'm not joking i mean so close friends of hush puppy maybe well it's that kind of caliber of people so (laughs) <laughs> so you know he's amongst his his crew let him do what he needs to do he's doing his thing but the reason I bring that up is because we have a dilemma but before we have the dilemma I'm just gonna recap on some stuff I learned about Simon Leviev when I listened to the podcast um of you know the podcast behind the actual Netflix show 
Um, did you guys listen to it? No. No. Okay, cool. We're going to rattle these off really quickly because okay. as much as other people think they're boring, I think it's kind of interesting. So hopefully everyone else cares. If you don't, my bad. <laughs> okay. Cool. So number one, um, <clears throat> Simon Leviev had told the women that he was an arms dealer for the Israeli army. And that's why they believed him. Um, I thought he was a diamond. I thought he was a diamond dealer. But previously he said one of his businesses was that he was an arms dealer. And that's where his enemies, the idea of his enemies came from. It was a very real idea. Oh, from, okay. Because, yes. Why, okay. did he have to be, why did he have to be an arms dealer if he was, he came from rich parents? Because arms dealing is where people make the most, some of the most money. Yeah, loads of money in arms dealing. Loads of money. Yeah. All right. Number two. Apparently, Peter, Peter down, Peter down. Apparently, Peter quit working for Simon because he swindled him as well and stopped Who's Peter, him? the one that got beaten up in the picture that one time. Mm-hmm. Big security guard guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so Simon swindled him too. Simon swindled him too. And he ended up stopping working for Peter because he had arrears in his pay. Recently, since, since everything since. come out. Since whenever the documentary ends and oh, um, okay. third lady, wherever the third lady stops a story where she's selling his clothes. Since then, from the time he went to prison. Yeah. Between that time. He must, have, why. He must have got desperate. Peter's at fault. Peter, Peter knew what he, what Simon yeah. delivered to. So actually you've done too little too late, but. Okay. But that's Peter's, his, he's employed by Simon. So if my boss wants you to do some stuff and you're in the security industry, Apparently, a lot of the guys in security don't do a lot of checks on their employers. So yeah, yeah. that's part. He's a freelancer to an extent. So, okay. So apparently, number three, apparently his business partner, Avishi, was a childhood friend and was most likely involved in everything in the beginning. He also bailed him out in many of his arrests. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Right. No, no, no one really... That's that one. Number four, the baby mama said that the PJ trip with Cecilia, the first woman who with the Disney eyes, um, she remembers that Simon had been dating multiple girls on the trip, so she didn't stick out to her in any way. And also, um, she had no idea he was defrauding women after she had taken him to court and defrauded him. She's an absolute liar. The baby mama is an absolute slinking liar. <laughs> She's a liar. How did she not know that? She said she when had she no idea. Seeing, when she was seeing all of his so did she think he was just rich for being rich sake meanwhile she thought she thought that he'd had money troubles but now at the point where she was back in in relationship with him he'd gotten that sorted and now he's dating multiple girls and it's no bother to him because she's just the baby she's the baby's mum so wait is the kid was getting flown out flown out on pjs yes yes she's just catching an uber an uber plane to where she's going i want to check her accounts yeah, I don't know getting paid. She's getting paid money. Sure. Is a child? Is a child his? Yes. Oh, I no, thought it was. It was all staged. Oh my god. Well, as far as we know, who's to know if he's the biological father? But he claims the child. As far as we know. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Number five. Simon was released early out of prison in May 2022 because of the COVID. I mean, they should. I, I think he won. That they left. They. How long did he get? Five years? Yeah, five, 15, months. 15 months, but he served five years, five months. Imagine that. Hmm. The what law, privilege. do you know what it is? The law categorizes that thing as, well, fool, you shouldn't have put yourself in that position in the first place. Mm-hmm. 
that's why those women are still having to pay back those mon- that money. I still agree that they should pay that back. It's unfair. And he should give them the money because he spent it. But from between the women and the bank, the women have to pay that. Does that make sense? You think the but it's their name, it's their names on the loan. Legally, mm-hmm. nothing. The money is not tied to him in any way. If they were underage or at a very young age, like 21 or like 19, I would say, yeah, you know what? The bank should see leniency. Mm. But all right, next one. Simon got out of jail when he found out that the, uh, after Simon got out of jail, he found out that the documentary was in progress. He contacted the director and the producer and said that he could make them more money and make the show bigger than it ever was. Um, and he wanted to be involved. He didn't know at the time that Netflix was involved. Um, when they weren't giving him what he wanted, and then he found out that it was from the women's perspective, he got upset, he refused to participate. And then he sent them an article, the director of the piece, he sent them an article saying that Netflix is making a documentary on his story. So the women responded, I assume you mean the documentary that we're making. Oh no, he tried it. He's awful, man. He's awful. And after that, they never heard from him again. (laughs) That's the last time they heard. How manipulative. He's, he's good though, but in that instance, he kind of showed them who he was. Yeah. Because he should have done his research. What is it to do your research to find out who the producers are and check is not the same people? Honestly, what a blood, what an idiot. Mad. Okay. <clears throat> uh, one of the victims claims that what Simon would do is would speak and ask questions about what you're interested in him and then what you're interested in and then use that angle to try and get you to do whatever you want to do. This particular woman was an Australian backpacker. So when he told him that she didn't have much clothes, he suggested taking her out uh, on a shopping spree. He took her to Gucci's store uh, to buy clothes, except he only bought himself one jumper, then proceeded to take her to Zara and buy her dress. What he took her to Gucci and then and then took her to Zara and bought the dress from Zara. He took. He said he was taking her on a shopping street. He said he's going to take her shopping. He took her to Gucci, bought himself a sweater in Gucci, and then took her to Zara. And then took her to Zara and bought dress for her there. That is absolutely. And she was like, "That is whack." Uh, so I like pretty Zara. much, I like Zara too. Yeah, but, but you if you're a billionaire, me. don't take me to Gucci first and then take me to Zara. That's like that's like me going to Nobu, picking up something, and then taking you to McDonald's <laughs> to pick up your meal. Uh, he's lit though, isn't he? He's just he's fantastic. Awful. You couldn't write this I character. Know, did the Australian woman see him again? Um, I'm not. I'm unaware. They kept her voice hidden, and did so they? and not, yeah, not using her real name. They don't talk about that part. I bet she, she just said she didn't want to. She was like, she realized that he's he's not really it. So, all right, next. And final one is Simon's childhood was very humble because of his dad's job. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Simon's childhood was very humble, but because of his dad's job, they were around prominence a lot. His father was a chief rabbi for the Israeli uh, um, airlines, a good job requiring good ethical standing. And technically, his son should have taken on the same role. His dad might have been involved in one of his earlier scams. It's unclear. There was a situation with a rabbi from New York um, and some fake checks to the value of half a million dollars. Um, It's unclear if Simon 
in that situation was conning his dad to lie to the rabbi or if his dad was involved. So in all of this conning, they couldn't get their mom a nice house. Well, this is what's interesting about that situation because the dad says in a public statement that um, he's disowned his son um, and that they even remortgaged their house for him. Oh, so yeah. In that situation, his dad introduced him as Simon Levev from the um, Diamond Company to this rabbi from New York. But that obviously that's your son, that's not true. Who knows if he said something to his dad about his enemies and his dad's like, I can't let my son die. I need to do stuff. Or maybe the dad was involved, but since the dad- scammed lived- his parents, that's a whole new level. His dad said he scammed them. So who knows? That's mad. That's who wild. Knows? Maybe yeah, that's not the anything to do with him. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, and that is it. Thanks for the recap, ladies, and indulging me. I appreciate that. Um, now on to this week's dilemma. Uh, hopefully we still got a little bit of time. Yes, we do. We're going to run through this really quickly. Hi, Reddit. I need some help. I'm a 27-year-old female with a good stable job uh, with excellent prospects in the medical field. I have a great relationship with my parents and two brothers, um, as well as an amazing relationship with my boyfriend. I've been dating him for a year and 10 months and things are going well. Our families have met and he's the first person I see myself with long-term. I feel like we have so much in common, but I don't like one of his friends. Uh, she's a childhood friend who they get on with. Uh, he's a childhood friend who he gets on with uh, and they speak regularly. However, she's very judgmental and is, talking, um, and is always talking to my boyfriend about things that happen around her and her life. Um, she makes no effort to engage with me or to be my friend. She's always making references to how close they are, even though she's in a happy long-term relationship. Am I being unreasonable or should I be able to explain my point about her to my boyfriend? Yes, you should be. And I really hate when men do this thing where they gaslight you or play dumb and stupid like they don't see their best friend, female friend, diminishing your role as a girlfriend, it really irks my gears. So me as a female friend, mm-hmm. to my male friends, I always have, a, I might be very close to you when you're not in a relationship. Once you're in a relationship, I make sure that there's boundaries. And I overly make it known to the girl that you don't have to worry about me. Okay. Yeah. Not, the yep. girls that blur, because I've been in that situation before, and he made me feel like I was the crazy one for mm. finding their relationship inappropriate. And it wasn't inappropriate in that it was a sexual thing. It was inappropriate in that you didn't respect me in my position as his partner. Mm. Yeah. So you were cool. She, she's in a relationship, though. I don't give a heck. <laughs> it was <nasty. laughs> She's in a relationship she, that she doesn't want to be in. She's in only relationship because the person that she wants can't have her. Yeah. I just think if you touch his pearls, if you his like pearls. a guy, if you genuinely like a guy as a friend, you will always respect the boundaries. And if you don't, the guy needs to make it known to you that don't do that. 
I do that. I agree. I agree, Chef. But she's a childhood friend. I don't give a heck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a heck. I, I, don't I, understand. I understand. But in, in the situation out of everybody, the girlfriend is the newest. So, and then what if, yes, but then, if I become the wife, then what? Are you still closer to the best friend than the wife? Yeah. I think that the higher up, yeah, I think the, the, that's the danger, isn't it? When you've known somebody for an extensive amount of time, it does not negate the order in which a relationship has to sustain itself. You have friendships, yeah. you're not intimate with your friends, right? You have children, mm -hmm. they're your children. You have your husband, you do, do you understand? So there's an order in which relationships are. And you, although you can respect their longevity of their relationship, doesn't negate the fact that ultimately you have to respect that now I'm in a relationship with this person and there needs mm -hmm. to be clear boundaries because that's where boundaries are can, can be blurred within friendships. And then because you've known them for so long, you don't want to say certain things. And then, and then you, one thing you must look out for, for is for the men that say, oh, you know, I've had all these relationships with people. And you're like, why doesn't it work out? And you look at, look at the uh, common denominator, which is usually- And there's, and there's a, a demonic, the demonic force always in yeah, a girlfriend <laughs> or somebody of the sort that is running out the females because of their relationship. And that's something that also needs to be analyzed. You can say in a very respectful way, but for me, boundaries are key. Um, and I think that she needs to kind of make it very clear to him that that's what it is. Um, otherwise, and the guys find... would be like, oh, don't worry. That's just how they are. That's just how nope. she is. Don't take it personally. That, that's just how she is. No, that's not how she is. Because if I did something wrong and you didn't like it, you'll pull me up about it. You won't turn around and say, that's just how she is because it's in a relationship. You want, you want to know that you're being, whatever you don't like is being addressed. Mm. okay so at what point in a new relationship do you have a right to start speaking on the best friend who's from their childhood i think from when you guys have become exclusive you've you're in a committed relationship now i think you can start if, if she's overstepping the boundaries i think you give it some time but you can definitely say like okay like this is going to be a transition period to all of us Does, like is she <laughs> transitioning she needs to mourn this this friendship hmm is everyone on board? She needs to mourn the friendship. Yes. Yes. She needs to mourn the friendship. Wow. wow. Um, do you think do you think a girlfriend has a right to tell a person who they can be friends with? Or even a boyfriend? Does a partner have a right to tell a person who they can be friends with? I think you have a right to I think you have a right to share your your views on the people that they surround themselves with. Because you know what? External influences are a big factor to relationship successes or breakdowns usually the demise of a relationship right and if you're entering a relationship with somebody <laughs> and you know that their their friends are accustomed to do certain ways i don't i don't see why you can't share your opinion on on the matter and, and i think there's a level of confidentiality when you're in a relationship with somebody not everything you share with your partner he needs to divulge to your friends his friends you understand so i feel like there needs to be that clarity as well because i feel like if i'm going to my boyfriend saying actually I've got concerns about this particular thing I don't mm -hmm. feel like you should go around free off like offloading all the information that I'm telling you about the incompetence about our relationship in terms of partnerships and any other concerns that's mm -hmm. how I am anyway Not at all. I don't know if you have a right to say no but I definitely feel like you can share your viewpoint I don't think there's anything anything wrong with that no but, not at all I we, think it's how you say it I don't think you can be like you so and so can't be your friend anymore I think you share as Essa said like you share your concerns and if you are um, an attentive partner then you will take my concerns seriously 
and act accordingly. Yeah. As the partner, if your best friend is not making an effort, if you're especially if your partner is trying to make the effort, if if your best friend's not making an effort of trying to be amicable with your or build some sort of relationship, you don't have to be best buddies where you call them. You as the partner need to recognize that that's a red flag. Mm. I should not feel um I should not feel to be made inadequate in my relationship mm-hmm. by a third party. I don't care how long you've known that person. What about a mother? What about mother-in-law? Or a partner? Just the same. Ooh, Esther. Just whoa, 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 Esther. That's, not, that's very tricky. It's very tricky ground. That's the person's mum. It's not the same as a, a friend. You have to maneuver that one with a lot yeah, of... Yeah, but remember, the Bible tells us clearly, if you... Yeah, man must depart from, and there's unhealthy soul ties between parents. People have unhealthy soul ties between parents, and that's tearing relationships down as well. And if, if the okay. Bible, if Genesis tells us, you depart from your your family, your mother and your father, to become yes. one flesh with your wife, and Absolutely. you still got unhealthy attachment with your mother-in-law, whether it be your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, there's also toxicity within them relationships that can cause the demise of your your, your relationship. And if your mom doesn't have to, a healthy it's not to be confrontational towards mother-in-law, but it's okay. about that dynamic. It's about analyzing the dynamic between father um, and son, mother and son, prior to yeah. taking on that appointment as okay. wife. Your mum should be able to objectively tell you, as your mother, when you are the one that messed up. Mm. Because often yeah. what happens, especially with guys and their mum, their mums baby them, and yeah. just yeah. like all of their moves, the, the, the stupid things that they do or overlook the dumb things that they do and then yep. it then perpetuates it so when I'm telling you this doesn't this thing doesn't make sense and then your mum's there saying oh that's just my son that's just my son uh-huh. yeah they're raw facts wow that's what mum sounds like do you know what yeah I was even on t- I was even on um, TikTok the other day, and some some girl she she was the wife. She was filming her husband and the, the mother in law having an argument. So it's him and his mum having the argument, and the, the mother in law is trying to fight the wife, like trying to fight the wife. And the husband is like, "Stop! That is my wife. Stop it!" And she's the mother is arguing over the husband's head, and and like half through the argument the mother-in-law was like at the end of the day like he's my man you can't do anything and she let it slip like she, the, and the, the wife said that. like the <laughs> mom said the mom was like he's like you can't come here and take mom like you you can't like what's that like he's like yeah something like he's my man you've taken it and the and the wife was like oh you slay it slip you let and the the mom stops she like catches herself but then like mm-hmm. carries on arguing and I was just like no. this is insane like and she managed to catch that on camera. Yeah, caught, it's caught on camera because the, the mom is trying to like fight her. So already, ready, mother, mother-in-law, your behavior is wild anyway. Have some, have some class. <laughs> you're arguing and, and, and in the heat of the argument, you, you've called your son your man. Wild. That's crazy. Wild. And the wife is like, he's not your man. He's my man. This is what the problem is. This is what the problem is. And the wife, the, the, the mother just carries on arguing. Oh I was like, God. at that stage, you pack your things, you collect yeah, your yeah, things, yeah. and you go. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you got to. There's wow. nothing else to that situation. All right, we're going to round up now, because as I said, this is a mini-sode. We're not going to do too long. But I just want to ask one last question to you ladies. 
what if the one writing the dilemma is actually incredibly toxic? Sorry? Sorry. The girl who was writing the dilemma, what if she was actually very toxic? I thought you were talking about yourself for a second. I said, what? Um, huh? I was like, what? <laughs> no. I, just to clarify, I am not toxic to my knowledge and to the best of my ability. I don't know if the one writing the, like, if the girlfriend is toxic, I don't know if it. Because it, what if, it, what if in this situation she's turned out to be bad, just bad vibes? Mm-hmm. Oh, as in, as in the, the best friend is not making friends with her because she's realized that she's bad vibes and she's good. She's not actually that great for the friend, for the boy. Yes. That still doesn't stop the boundaries that you have to have as a friend. Mm, mm. Okay. Mm. Still, I'm still not going to stick my or in I, I can advise my friend as my friend mm-hmm. but to then yes. come put myself and insert myself in that relationship I'm not going to do that because at the end of the day your friend is a grown man or woman mm-hmm. 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 Okay. okay yeah I agree I agree I think it's very much like the boundaries still remain and actually then it's for the guy to be mm-hmm. in what and in how these relationships progress Mm. It, it's kind of like you know when the whole um kojo and um Brini Lee. Brini Lee thick thing came out and kojo was like you know i just had to protect my friend's wallet and i was watching him spend money and i had to confiscate the wallet from him stop he's a grown stop. man mm-hmm. you can advise him and be like bro i think you're probably spending too much money if he then ignores you and chooses to spend money that's his business yeah that's on him Okay. Wow. So the final um, note on that is to have boundaries regardless to what the situation is as a friend. And if you are the partner, girlfriend or wife or boyfriend, whatever the situation is, um, speak up. Let your views be heard in a healthy way. Don't go yelling at him whilst he's pointing at his head. Yeah, don't point it. Don't don't dig his head. Don't wake him up with your <laughs> with your knuckle. <laughs> this is not baby boy. Yeah, uh, this is not Tariq and Ghost. You know, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> wake up. All right, thank you so much, ladies, for sharing that with me. That's just been another episode of Extra Sugar. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any views, um, agreeing or disagreeing, then we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you could just dm us message us in the comments whatever the case may be let us know what your views are you can do that in the instagram at our instagram which is at not your typical underscore t not your typical t (laughs) (laughs) not your typical t underscore i was right not your typical t underscore um or on our Twitter, which is at NYTT Podcast. Um, or if you want to email us, we have where our DMs are, our emails are open for dilemmas and stuff. So if you'd like to email us, you can email us at um, notyourtypicalt3 at gmail.com. That's notyourtypicalt3 at gmail.com. We love to hear from you all. And thank you guys for so much for listening. Um, and ladies, thank you so much for participating. Thank I know you. Got stuff to do. Oh, that's all right. Um, I'm. I don't know what the next one should be. We've kind of not mixed up too much. I've got a couple of true crimes on there, but I don't know if true crime works very much with a, a faith-based podcast. 
I mean, it's horror. It's some of those details are not cute. Yay, let's go. Oh yeah, I love that. I mean, oh, Christian okay. people get murdered all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the word. Okay, thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Should we say bye? Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.